You're listening to The Gridiron Show, brought to you this week by Curry's PC World and GoPro. Will Gavin, Ollie Hunter and Matt Sherry coming to you from Radio Row, South Beach, Miami, and coming up on the show today. A couple of absolute superstars, all pro defensive tackle. Let's be honest, future Hall of Fame defensive tackle, Aaron Donald, chatting with Matt Sherry. We had Marquise Hollywood-Brown on the show as well. Plus, Ross Tucker joined us on Radio Row to basically spend about 17 minutes talking about food and two minutes talking about Tom Brady. It's all gold. It's all coming up for you on The Gridiron Show, brought to you by Curry's PC World and Go. You're listening to The Gridiron Show, brought to you by Curry's PC World and GoPro. Will Gavin, Ollie Hunter, Matt Sherry. Uh, if, you've, is this, if this is your first show you're listening to this week, you won't have heard about the competition that uh, GoPro are running with Curry's PC World. One hell of a giveaway by any amazing GoPro action camera online or in-store at Curry's PC World between now... And the 3rd of February, that's the day after Super Bowl 54. Then you can enter a competition for the chance to win a seven-day break here to Miami, Florida with MVP travel, including flights, accommodation and transfers, staying at the brilliant Miami Marriott Biscayne Bay. We went through Biscayne Bay today as well. Did we ever? It is stunning. Is that when Uh, we went along the Venetian Islands? It's exactly. That was where we went along and and I said... Oh, I'd hate to live here. <laughs> uh, and it was a great, yeah, yeah, great, great joke. Uh, that's a four-star hotel with an easy reach like of South Beach for two. This competition is for two. How romantic would it be to take your other half here? I mean, hugely. Yeah. Hugely. Uh, website prices and offers might vary. Offers subject to availability, terms and conditions at curries.co.uk forward slash Super Bowl. One entry per receipt, 18 plus British residents only. And mm. also... We've got deals on with Betfred this week. We'll uh, maybe have some betting, uh, full betting stuff later in the week. But in the meantime, if you are thinking about having a little wager on this weekend's Super Bowl, right now, using the promo code BETFRED40, you can get £10 on Sunday's game and you will get up to £40 in free bets. Uh, again, it's 18 plus only. Uh, Register using the promo code BETFRED40. Terms and conditions apply. And please gamble responsibly. Right. What a day we've had today. We've been all over the place. We've been down to the Special Olympics, doing some work with them, some, some videos to follow on that. We had some great interviews here on Radio Row. We did another live show on TalkSport 2. And, oh, we went to... Somewhere in downtown Miami to I mean, watch... Down, down, downtown <laughs> is... is. <laughs> That's technically the area it was in. <laughs> to watch Aaron Donald and Marquise Hollywood-Brown dig holes and hit balls off tees in JCBs for Snickers. It was all a very, very bizarre experience. I mean, Aaron Donald loved it, to be fair. Like, he was as happy doing that as he is murdering quarterbacks. You know, like, he absolutely loved it, didn't he? It was so weird, wasn't it? Just being Yeah, there. very odd, yeah. And it always cracks me up as well. And I mean, the, the guys who set up the interview for us are great guys and, and really appreciate it. But there are just so many people around these, these kind of big stars, aren't there? I mean, Aaron Donald had his personal jeweler with him. Which <laughs> he really did. was a little bit random, He really did, which <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> who, by the way, I had a fantastic conversation with, and he was a lovely, lovely man. Yeah, he was great. Check Aaron Donald's uh, Twitter or socials because there could be there could be a video of me and Willie explaining the differences between English Snickers and US Snickers because these events are all through some kind of sponsored company we were not intending to be like filmed by anyone just being you know ourselves yeah. and we were idiots <laughs> idiots is the right way to think about it and in front of 
uh, a future Hall of Famer and a guy who, while you know, some injury problems, had some impressive moments in his rookie season, stood there analysing why our chocolate was better than American chocolate, but their nut content, the nut ratio was so much nut higher ratio, yeah. than in the UK, which was a real bonus. Do you know what uh, they call nougat in Norfolk? Is <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, nougat's in a Snickers, right? Yeah. They call it in Norfolk, nugget. <laughs> it's a true story. And you want some nugget? That's the problem. Um, I'll tell you what, you're not getting on this. This is your interesting nuggets because that is terrible. No, I don't. You know, just well, let you know. This show is, is it's this is kind of the odd day where because we've been going out and doing stuff. There's been very few bits from Radio Row, but I mean the lineup for tomorrow is. We spoke to a heavyweight world champion. Uh, no, we job world champion. Sorry, we did. But tomorrow we've got Ike Taylor, the Big Show. Kayla Harrison, Lee Steinberg, Jim Rooney, son of Dan. I thought it was Josh just Lambeau. Big Show. <laughs> Let's not get into the, <laughs> the, the conversation again. This is uh, when we were watching the Royal Rumble on Sunday. Ollie kept calling the wrestler Edge, the Edge. How <laughs> particular as in Big the guy, Show's big fight against <laughs> the Edge. That time. The guy from U2, not the U2, <laughs> as I said on radio earlier, by accident and then tried to play it off as a joke. Um, so, yeah, we've got some cool stuff coming up over the coming days and two really good interviews today. You chatted with Aaron Donald and... To, to confirm the listeners don't know who you're talking to. Match, well, you are a radio personality, Well, you should know the point and ineffective. And he should understand that when I say to him, you spoke to Aaron Donald, how was it? And when they hear what's clearly a Hartlepool drawl rather than your kind of Norfolk Southern mix, what? then they don't understand who I was talking to. But Aaron Donald was it's awesome, actually. guys. Come on. I mean, I, the, <laughs> the interesting part with, with Donald is we've, we've spoken to him before in, in kind of this context. and He had this weird puppet with him. Yeah, I Do remember. you remember that? I mean, I think, I think that might have been the reason why. I forgot why about that. He wasn't so illuminating then. Cause he, 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 but I, I also think part of it is just when these guys advance in their career, they become more confident, more comfortable in their own skin. And it was, it was a great interview. I mean, I think he was insightful on, on a number of different things. And, and, and anyone listening to it will really enjoy it. Well, now they're going to find out whether that's true or not. As Matt Sherry made a spurious claim, or is Aaron Donald excellent? Find out now. I've seen you around Radio Row and obviously at Super Bowl week for the, for the Rams last year a few times. The vibe has been slightly different this time because of the Kobe Bryant situation and there's a lot of talk about the Mamba mentality at the moment around that. You, to me, kind of exemplify that as, a, as, a, as an athlete. Just what does it take to get to that kind of level and, and what did Kobe mean to you? Um, just putting the body working, you know, never being satisfied, always wanting to be, you know, get better, wanting to be great, you know, and, and, and he's a guy that when you look at the success he had, you know, the things he was able to do, um, you know, that's what you gravitate to. That's what you try to imitate. Even though I play football, he played basketball, but, you know, to try to build your own legacy, to be the best to ever do something and, and, and have success, you know, um, you know, to hear something, how it happened, you know, just heartfelt for the families that was involved and, you know, you know, it hurts. It, it, really, it really don't seem real, you know. So, you uh, for the people who don't know your story in terms of your development as an athlete, I think you were honed in in a gym in your house in in Pennsylvania. I mean, just what were those days like with your with your dad who trained you? Just just talk about that. Just a long journey, you know. Started lifting weights when I was twelve. Um, you know, um, grinding. You know, I always say my dad would get me ready to be a pro before we knew it. So. 
um, have an opportunity to get a work ethic at a young age and you know you start lifting weights you start seeing the change in your body kind of get addicted to it so um, I feel like you know if I would have never had that you know my dad being there or, or pushing me to lift weights you know I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today you know I wouldn't have had a work ethic I got so um, that's one of, the, one of the main reasons why you know I, it's hard for me to sit down and settle down and not do nothing you know that's why I'm, I'm non-stop working non-stop grinding trying to always get myself better trying you know try to do more you know keep continue to have success and you know i um, trying to be a great one so it feels like for the last two or three years, the de facto answer to the question, who is the best defensive player and maybe player in the NFL, has been yourself. With that, what continues to drive you on at this point? Is it a championship, especially after what happened last year? Oh, for sure. You know, that's one thing you want. You want to get back there. You want to win a wing. You want to be a world champion, you know. But me, I'm just never satisfied. You know, that's my thing. You know, I'm honestly not satisfied. I feel like I always can do more, always can get better, always can clean things up and, you know, sometimes I wish I could settle down and, and be satisfied with some things I did, but and I'm just a guy that's, you know, I'm just hungry. So, NFL honors, you've obviously won Defensive Player of the Year a couple of times. It feels like you haven't been mentioned as much this year, despite playing at a similarly high level. Have you almost reached the point now where your level of play is taken for granted a little bit? Do you think? Um, I don't know. I just got out there to do my job, you know, fly around and try to make as many plays as I can. You know, I definitely got a lot more attention this year as far as, like, you know, double and triple teams at times and, and get t- team game planning. But it comes with the territory. So just got to keep finding ways to, you know, keep trying to be successful, keep trying to be, you know, productive and, and keep trying to find ways to help my team to win. So, How frustrating was this year after coming so close last year? And, and you experience it now. Do you feel like the Super Bowl hangover was a, was a real thing? I wouldn't say that. I just think we didn't play good football as a team. You know, it wasn't consistent. There was games where we played great, and it was we come back the next week and lose. You know, by thirty points. You know, we just wasn't playing consistent football. You know, and, I, and that's on us. You know, I think we just got to do better at that, being consistent, and 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 that's what we got great coaches for, and a and a and a back office to bring players in that can help as well. So um, we get it cleaned up. We just got to play better. And I guess frustrating to have an NFC West rival in the Super Bowl. I mean, you, you've gone against those guys. How challenging is particularly that running game as a defensive lineman? I mean, they do so much beyond just the stretch run that we think of. How difficult are they to go against? Um, they're just playing good football right now. I, I feel like, you know, they, from defense to offense, I think they, they got a good game plan. They got good players. They're confident right now because they've been winning, you know. So they they, they ride in a good wave right now. So, um you know, when you got when you got something going like that, you know, it, them special seasons can happen. I, I've been there and I and I had that experience last year, so um, I, I know how they're feeling. But you know, they just got a good rounded team with a good quarterback that can make some good things happen with good players around. So they just having success. The NFC West feels like a pretty competitive division right now. You're sending two teams to the playoffs basically every year. I mean, it, it's a division to watch over the next few years. It's definitely a tough division. You know, it's always a, a, a hard fought division. You know, with great teams. Um, so, you know, we, we know what to expect, you know, so um, we can't afford to, you know, lose five games in our division for sure. So, um, you know, when you got a division like that, we got to just keep trying to find ways to get better and keep working. So, Change for you guys on the defensive side with, with Wade Phillips. I mean, first of all, just how good has he been for your career in the time he's been there? But how, how are you feeling now, I guess? Are you thinking about potentially learning a new scheme and, and things like that over the offseason? Um, it's been great. You know, I had a lot of success with Wade. You know, he put me in a lot of great positions to have success. You know, um, 
just what he brought, the, you know, the swagger he brought, the confidence he brought to the defense, you know, you're going to miss that. But, you know, I understand it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's still a business. Things happen, and um, that's, the, that's the thing that sucks about the football world, man, because, you know, you build relationships with people, and then, you know, one year you're with them, one year you're not. So um, it's a part of the business. I'm going to miss them, but, you know, um, get ready for the future and, and trying to, um, you know, keep finding ways to win. Final thing I want to ask you about. You played in that epic game against the Chiefs last year. A uh, one that I don't think any of us will forget. We saw the best of Patrick Mahomes on that night. I mean, just how special is he, especially at this stage of his career as a quarterback? He's a special guy. You know, I, I, I said that after we got done playing him. You know, he put his head down after he threw that last interception. And I, and I told him, you know, you want a hell of a football player, you know. The things he was able to do, you know, the throws he was able to make, you know, uh, not too many times I get respect like that, but I had to let him know that you know um, keep your head up because you know he's a, he's a, like a, I think he's gonna be you know one of the greats. You know, continue to work. You know, he's doing it consistently. His second year doing it, and um, I think he ain't gonna do nothing but keep getting better. You know, that's the scary thing. So um, you know, he's, he's one hell of a football player. Aaron Donald speaking with Matt Sherry, and turns out he was excellent. Fascinating on the game this weekend, and the Patrick Mahomes stuff was just astounding. I mean. The level of respect, we talked about reverence with Patrick Mahomes at, at opening night last night, and the level of respect from a player playing at such a high level is, is pretty astounding. Especially from, like I made that point on the TalkSport show, like at the Pro Bowl last week you're talking about the top tier guys in the league in the main. I mean Aaron Donald is literally the best player in the NFL and for him to have that level of respect for Mahomes so early in his career, I mean you think, Mahomes was essentially starting for his first season last year when they played. Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks speaks volumes. And fascinating on the, the 49ers side coming up and going up against them with the Rams twice this season, you know, played them tight both games, split the game. So, you know, I thought it was really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Sensational. If you, are we going to go from a sensational interview? All right, mate. <laughs> to now one that um, doesn't quite have the same... The same smack. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, the same little something special. I think that's a little bit harsh. He, he was... No, he warmed up to, into it, actually. I think he was just a bit nervous. Just a quiet, quiet yeah, guy. just quiet it? guy. I mean, his cousin could learn a lot from <laughs> Who, it's been confirmed today, after we spoke to Marquise Brown, has been let out from under house arrest. One of those bits of news we really could have done with before we spoke to Marquise Brown. But we did speak to Marquise Hollywood Brown, who, this is what kind of surprises me about him. He's, his nickname's Hollywood representing LA he has those you know fantastic chains with all the with Hollywood and his logo and all like blinged up to to hell and and yeah he's kind of really really humble guy really kind of subdued he talked to us about the Greg Roman offense and and his frustration at the injuries this year and and what it yeah but I mean he's called Hollywood because he's from Hollywood Florida. yes no I'm aware but you you see a guy called Hollywood wearing you assume, chains yeah, yeah. and you think you're getting a brash yeah. over the top and it turns out he was just a lovely lovely yeah. guy you know, maybe like you were saying about Aaron Donald, he'll warm up through his career, but I still think there's some really interesting stuff here, particularly on Lamar Jackson uh, becoming MVP, as he will do on Saturday. So let's hear from Marquis Hollywood Brown. So we're here at the Snickers Fix the World event with Marquis Hollywood Brown. Rookie, I guess not a rookie anymore, just finished his rookie season, wide receiver of the Baltimore Ravens. We've just been watching you operating those JCBs, spinning them around, hitting balls. How much fun were you having today? Oh, man, it was a lot of fun. You know, I appreciate Snickers for bringing me out here and, you know, being a part of this. Is, is this your first, like, Super Bowl experience of, of getting out and getting to do stuff like this? Oh, yeah. You know, I've never been to the Super Bowl. You know, this is a experience of a lifetime, you know. 
I, I've got to ask you specifically about what you're wearing around your neck because that is some stunning bling, sir. Yeah, you know, these just... I don't do tattoos, so this is like inspiration to me. Hollywood's where my hometown is, and you know, making it Oklahoma was like the dream of my life. And for me to do that, you know, I had to you know get some chains made for it. Well, it feels like this first season in Baltimore has been a Hollywood story. Starting two and two, ending up going fourteen and two. How have you got over the toughness of that playoff loss? Oh man, you know, I'll probably get over it after the Super Bowl, but just. Being a part of that locker room and, you know, those guys, they did a good job of talking to the young guys, letting us know that, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, we just got to go to work and, you know, know what to expect next year. How do you feel about your year personally? Uh, I mean, I feel I ain't have the best year, but I did, you know, what I could, you know, when I was available to play on the field. Hey, when you were out there, you made some big plays, it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was just battling, you know, injuries the whole year, so... When I was out there, you know, I was giving it my 100%. I guess that's what's kind of great about this Greg Roman offense with Lamar is that, okay, it's very predicated on the run and what the guys do up front, but that all sets it up for you speed guys to be able to break off and make a big play. Yeah, you know, our run game is critical, and, you know, we offensive line is the reason that we're so successful. You know, those guys get all the credit, and we just got to go out there and make a play when our numbers go Looks like Lamar will get the MVP when it comes to this Saturday at the NFL Honours. Deserved? Well deserved. Well deserved. Tell us a little bit about working with and playing with him. Man, he, he, he's like, you could tell he want to win at all times, you know, no matter what. He's going to put his, you could count on him, you know. If you got to put your life on the line for somebody, you know, it'll be that guy. How do you feel it did get away from you with the Titans? Because I think... Our frustration was that you kind of moved away from what you guys do so well, and I think there could have been a comeback had there not been that moment, maybe. I mean, we made some mistakes. We didn't play our best game. You know, that's how football is. You know, you could be the better team, but at that day, you got to be the better team that day. So we weren't the better team that day, and we go, we got to go, we got to, you know, eat that. But it's fair to say a young, exciting team, guys like yourself, Lamar, under the age of 24, got a chance to grow together. So you're expecting big things next season and beyond? Uh, most definitely, you know, we're going to go to work and try to get back, you know, to where we were. How big was it to keep Greg Roman in the building with a lot of talk of, of head coaching roles for him? Oh, it's big, you know, our whole coaching style, you know, I love those guys and I know they're going to put us in the best position to win. Yeah, so next year, are we going to see you maybe not here with Snickers having a lot of fun with the JCBs and spinning around, but maybe on opening night, maybe on Radio Row and stuff and, and actually hopefully representing the Ravens? Yeah, if God, you know, allow us to do that, then, you know, that's the plan. Well, look, Hollywood, really appreciate your time. Thank you for chatting to us. And just one more time, tell us all about this event. Yeah, you know, I'm here digging the hole, you know, help fixing the world with Snickers. You know, you'll hear about it uh, tomorrow, you know, on a commercial. Well, look, really appreciate your time, man. Best of luck for this offseason and good luck for next year. Appreciate it. This is the Gridiron Show. That was Marquis Hollywood-Brown, and this is the Gridiron Show, brought to you this Super Bowl week by Curry's PC World and the new GoPro Hero 8 Black Action Camera. If you take a look at our social feed, you'll see some amazing shots around Miami of Super Bowl City, all taken on the GoPro cameras. Uh, if you're into kind of Instagram or the gramming type, as Josh said to me earlier... I don't know if that's not really for me, but uh, I do love Instagram and there's night modes and life bursts and time-lapse photos, video modes, meaning you can record a video in time-lapse, the one where it's all sped up. Uh, and at the click of the button, slow down to capture something cool, then speed it up again 
all in the same video. Check it out across Gridiron's Twitter, Instagram and Facebook pages. Coming up, we're going to have Ross Tucker joining us on Radio Row. uh, And we'll look forward to the media party as well. You're listening to The Gridiron Show. Ramble Daily, where we'll be covering all of your horse needs. And there's more. Every day during the Cheltenham Festival, Betway are giving you the chance to win £50,000 in the free-to-play for-to-win game. Head to betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Full-time supply, 18 plus only, begambleaware.org. Hazel Irvin here at Spencer Park in Coventry, where 37-year-old Emily and her mates are taking part in a fancy dress fun run to fundraise for sports relief. And that means I've been lumbered with her dog, Tilly. Oh, Tilly, not over there. And they're off. An impressive array of costumes on show today, everything from penguins to pirates, all taking on poverty and injustice. Respect. Spectacular. Poverty getting crushed by Katie on a space hopper. Easy. Coming into the final stretch now, and it's neck and neck. I think we're in for a photo finish here. But it's Suzanne smashing through injustice. She is a winner. Hey, Tilly, get off my tutu. Tilly, sit. You can help change the world too. Just get your exclusive Sport Relief merchandise at Janeiro's Sainsbury's. Sport Relief. It's game on. This message was brought to you by Acast. Uh, this is the Gridiron Show. Will Gavin, Ollie Hunter, Matt Sherry for you on Radio Row. I said we had a couple of uh, couple of little uh, deals we had going with Betfred as well. If you want to put a bet on this weekend's game, and in addition to the Betfred forty ten pounds on the Super Bowl, get up to forty pounds in free bets. They're still running the double delight this week. Pre-match bets placed on the first touchdown scorer market in select games, and a two pound free bet every touchdown scored if you place a single bet of £10 or over. So a couple of other really good offers with Betfred. Full terms and conditions apply, of course, and uh, do make sure to gamble responsibly. Please, please gamble aware. Be, it's gambleaware.org is the website, isn't it? I was trying to remember it. Uh, right. Should we hear from Ross Tucker or should we start talking about the media party tonight and how we're all going to look after each other and be very well behaved? Let's hear from Ross Tucker. <laughs> Perfect. That's fine. Ross Tucker joined us on Radio Row, ostensibly for a chat about football. It turned out to be anything like that. Back on Radio Row and back with Ross Tucker two days in a row. I mean, this is maybe the biggest treat of the whole week, especially considering there's been no food here yet. No it's definitely the best treat. Well, I think it's pretty clear what the listeners and the fans in the UK are showing and saying. They want more Ross Tucker. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You can't possibly have... Too much Ross Tucker. And I know you guys appreciate that I called out this convention center (laughs) for having no food yesterday. And by the way, just as an aside, people are like, oh, you're complaining, you're complaining. First of all, if you follow me on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram, I do do a press box food video from every game, every football event I go to, which is like 30. So... This counts. Yep. This is a football event. So this counts. So I am going to do a, a food review. And I, I didn't decide to do what they did out there yesterday. And I know people are thinking, ah, who cares? Well, here's the reality. We are in a convention center. There is literally nowhere 
within half a mile mm-hmm. to buy any food. It really food, is that far as to well. To purchase any food, at least half a mile. And usually at other Super Bowls, they have a little something-something, which, by the way, if you have some type of like business around here, how do you not have food here? How, how great was it? That was the idea in Atlanta, that they got a local business yep. to provide breakfast, lunch, dinner every day. And then everyone on every radio station is going, we just had some amazing... We love Atlanta. We love these donuts from the Atlanta Donut Shop. Yeah. Like, how do they not know that? Like, I, let me do PR or marketing for some of the Miami restaurants okay. down here or Miami food. And so what happens is people like you guys, you guys are hard workers, by the way. It's too kind. You know what I mean? Most people think, eh, nobody in Europe works as hard as the Americans. You guys are hard workers. I mean, nobody thinks that, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Although nobody, nobody works any harder than Ross Tucker, as we've been talking about. He's now trying to aim for more work through PR for Miami restaurants. And I, want, and I want some talk sport work. I love UK. I love, okay, I ask you this every year. Have we moved up the rankings yet of British sports? I mean, so the conversation with Sky, who are the main TV broadcaster, so we do the radio side, is that they are a top five sport in the UK. But when you consider that we have football, soccer, rugby, cricket, rugby, cricket, what's four? So, is tennis pretty big? It was tennis. I don't know if it still is. I would think that there it are two rugby's as well. Yeah, I would have thought it'd be. About I, I, I mean, I they, gen- they, they just keep saying top five. I genuinely think it could be darts. <laughs> it might like be darts. Is you ever watch so darts? Popular. Darts is fantastic. darts is incredibly popular. In we do darts no. on the radio, and it's it's honestly you, Wait, you, you <laughs> would never work as a radio sport. <laughs> that is a and serious darts on the radio. Darts is on one the of the radio. best things you've ever. Heard. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, it's glorious. Like darts, like yeah, throwing yeah. darts, yep. like in a pub. Yeah. yeah. No, but the the pack out arenas for it. The pack out arenas. Three thousand people in yeah. Alexandra Palace in North London. They're all in fancy dress. It's it's like going to like a, a college game under the lights everyone is having the best time they've been doing the equivalent of tailgating all day there's songs there's chanting and there's darts and it's great but but it's fair to say that soccer in the uk is still more popular than even football in the Uh, united states uh, it's numero no yeah it's no but i mean like football is clearly the best in the u.s but then um you know Basketball is yeah, I agree. If, if football, if football in the U.S. is a nine, basketball's a seven. Yeah, you know, in the U.K. it feels like soccer's a ten. Yeah, and what's second, Cr- rugby or cricket? Cricket would be a, a six, maybe. I would right. Say. It's like there's a I pretty think, big drop off. There. Yeah, and rugby, well. rugby's about five. Yeah, we've got two codes of rugby as well, so both of those are about five. Yeah, they four. need to change that. It's the same in Australia. I don't get it. Why are there two codes? I mean, and Australia has Australian rules football. Yeah. So they have rugby league, rugby union, Australian rules football. It's like, dudes, how about y'all get together and just have one, and then all the top players play that one form of the same thing? Let's call it American football. I, uh, <laughs> I, I do have to call up one thing that we haven't asked you about, which sure. right from the top you said, I do food reviews for all the press boxes on my social media. Yeah. Who's got the best food? Uh, well, first, I, I, I'm partial to Lambo. Mm-hmm. The um, cheese curds are great. And I'm not even a cheese curd guy. Yeah, I really like Before the game, though, they always have, they have the best salad bar in the league, yeah. which is nice, you know, for healthy guys like me and you, Will. Oh, yeah. The best salad bar in the league. Don't then, roll your eyes, Matt Sherry. Then, then they always have a couple of really nice entree options. 
like mac and cheese, pulled pork. They call the mac and cheese pack and cheese, by the way. Oh, pulled pork. So they have those things, which are delicious. And then they always have the side brats. So oh. what I do is before the game, I get a ton of this. Is, let, me, let me teach you guys a little life hack here, okay? You get a plate of pulled pork. Yeah. And then you put like three scoops of mac and cheese right on top. Yeah. Mix it all together. Oh, wow. That's oh. the entree. Then that's at like three hours before the game. Then like an hour before the game, I go back and have a salad. And so I'm feeling like, okay, I'm crazy healthy now. Cool. Halftime, there's only like 10 minutes, two brats at halftime. One with the bun with spicy mustard. One just the brat. Because, again, I don't need the extra carbs. I'm crazy healthy. The times, <laughs> the times that I've... I mean, I, I'm honestly salivating. Uh, I, I mean, it's a very difficult conversation to have in a place that essentially is refusing to feed us. But <laughs> the, the, um, the couple of times I've been to Lambo, they also do an outstanding just cut beef, thin strips of... Uh, big chunk of it and just thin layers and they do the same at Heinz do you, okay do you guys acknowledge that British food's not good well no food in Britain is excellent British food can be seen as not well, being I mean there's, it's, a, it's there's a correct of, like you guys have unbelievable like Indian food yeah, yeah exactly right yeah there's a couple yeah. of great great British dishes as well I mean everyone says fish and chips but shepherd's uh, pie a, a roast no, no. A, a, a proper roast is shepherd's dinner. pie from the UK yeah, yeah. it is absolutely I, I, dude I, I eat the crap out of shepherd, yeah. shepherd's cottage pie cottage pie as well I yeah love a cottage but pie. A, a proper on a Sunday we have a roast dinner which is you know an, an item of meat Yorkshire puddings, veg, and then real gravy, not the nonsense that you guys call gravy. And it is absolutely sublime. Did, I, I think it, it takes some beating. Why do you only have gravy once a year? It doesn't make any sense. The, uh, the gravy every Sunday for us. That's a good point. Same, we, with, same with stuffing. We, oh, God, we, stuffing's so good. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a group of men who haven't been fed today. We are start, we've spoken so, about 10 minutes about food. The, Break food. The, the weirdest moment in my entire time working in anything around the NFL was, uh, I think, 2014, 2015, around one of the London games. They did one of those, you know, there's the um, parliamentary group for NFL or whatever. Yeah. And they did a dinner and they invited a few journalists along as well. And it was when the Raiders, I think the Raiders were playing the Broncos. And so there was like Howie Long was there and like a few other people. Okay. We were on a table, which had Terrell Davis at the other end of it, who turned to me about 10 minutes before the meal and just looked at the menu and went, what's a Yorkshire pudding? And trying to explain a Yorkshire pudding to an American who has no idea what it is. It's like a savoury salted pancake, but then you bake it in like a muffin tray. And it rises. And then it rises and comes out looking a bit like a it's, cornbread muffin. It's but it's like light and fluffy and crispy. Oh. and I, I didn't know what a Yorkshire pudding was. Do you now want what? one after that description? Yes, but when he said it, I thought it was like our pudding. No, no absolutely Which I'm not. not a big fan of. No, no. I, it's our, not our like that at all. Our not great. It's, it's sublime. By the way, then again, I thought Marshawn Lynch was actually talking about chicken. <laughs> I was like, okay, take care of your chicken. I, I can respect that. I this, is, to, this is the real joy I of eat a lot pudding. of chicken. That's what a Yorkshire pudding looks like, right? I've never had that. And so you put, you put all the gravy in the top. So oh. you get a bit of your meat, a bit of your potatoes, a bit of everything, put it inside the Yorkshire pudding with the gravy. Why is that thing like called that? pudding? I don't know. I mean, what I would say is we probably 
as, as English people, created the word pudding first, and you guys took it and transformed it into what you call pudding. That's my guess. Yeah. You have Probably with almost like everything. That. But, yeah, you guys do have great food. It's just not our food. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? We take the best of everybody yeah, else and yeah. put it all in one place. We, we, do, we do a great pie. Yeah, pies are great. Pies are great. But again, pie to us is a savoury item <laughs> with pastry. And it has to have a lid. And it has to have fully encased in pastry. I feel like we should, oh, a, we should ask a couple of questions about football. Probably, because otherwise... The video is, this is gridiron. Okay? <laughs> you know what's funny? Nobody, call, you, nobody really says gridiron that much in, in, the Amer- in America. It, it's really big in the UK. Why not? No, it, it's, it's the thing yeah, yeah. you guys... Like, I've been over there, people have said, oh, you mean gridiron. Yeah. Like, they call it gridiron. Here, like, every once in a while, they'll say... Yeah, there's a big matchup on the gridiron today, yeah. Yeah. but not not that often. I feel like with every passing year, gridiron goes away in the States and becomes even more prominent in the UK. When I worked for a national news agency, and when we used to tag American football stories, they were tagged as gridiron. So we, I worked for kind of the equivalent of AP, and that was what we called it, which is why when we started the magazine, I called it gridiron. How many is it? A magazine or is it online only? No, a magazine. And how many? Pretty good subscribers? Yeah. It's awesome. Is really it just good. the UK or? Uh, just the UK. We are looking at the moment to expand in further afield into Europe. We do one issue a year that Neil Reynolds uh, writes, a season preview that sells in America as well in, over here. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, and the subscriber base has grown significantly year on year, so it's, it's good. I feel like he's interviewing me now. It's an, it's an I do it every time. <laughs> you know why? You know why? Because everything you guys are going to ask me about football, I already know what I think. So what do you think? I'm not interested in what I think. I'm <laughs> yeah. interested in learning something about Yorkshire Pudding, Gridiron Magazine. Absolutely. Look, we just got crazy awesome pub on this video for Gridiron Magazine. Here's what you need to do. Have three less Yorkshire Puddings. And make sure that your auntie is subscribed to Gridiron Magazine, okay? <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> get her a subscription for Valentine's Day. But get your wife, <laughs> myfrontpagestory.com. Myfrontpagestory.com. It takes 10 seconds. No, that's a lie. It takes 10 minutes to talk to a writer. Tell them how much you love your wife. They write the story, send it to you, you give it to her, she cries, you win, and we all know what happens after that. <laughs> MyFrontPageStory.com. I cry as well. That's what happens after that. Oh, my anyway, uh, do you need to... <laughs> okay, 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 next question, next question, next question. Who do you guys, the UK right now, who do they want to win the Super Bowl? Uh, probably, oh, I don't know, it's I, tough. So we have a split, split kind of demographic of fans. There, it was hugely popular in the 80s. So those are the Niners fans? Well, yeah, Niners, Bears, Dolphins. Cowboys. But the Chiefs are one of the kind of modern fan base I'd say, teams, I, Here's what they? I'd say. I think there are more 49ers fans in the UK, and I actually think it's significant because of that older group. Yeah. But the Kansas City Chiefs UK, like the, the Chiefs UK Kingdom... They are one of the most active fan groups. They're brilliant on social media. Yeah. They set this, uh, seven of their guys who like run the social media accounts and stuff are coming out here on Friday and going to the game on Sunday, and we're going to get them on the show and stuff. So it's like it's easily one of the most active fan bases, yeah. and I'm, they're I'm really sure, good guys. I'm not sure as well. it's really about that. I think people, if you're a neutral, you love Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, how could you yeah. not? So I think the neutrals. What will about be like the girls? They like Mahomes. they like Jimmy G. 
who doesn't? Well, I mean, who doesn't? Men as well, including all of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's so it's good a stunningly looking. attractive. He, man. he is a pretty good looking guy. There's no question. But I think it's weird that the UK, like, I don't get it why it was so popular in the 80s. So the Brock game's over, pre season games. They're called the American Bowl. Um, so, like, the 85 Bears came over the year after. Cowboys came over. 49 so, did they get rid over. of it in the 90s? So, people kind of got... So, so, they kind of transitioned into NFL Europe, which which obviously okay. wasn't so, so successful. So, then people didn't get on the Broncos in the mid-90s no, not or so the much. Cowboys. It kind of it dropped a little bit with... And, and NFL Europe didn't really kind of achieve... That. I guess fandom, I think it achieved some good things as a developmental league. And then, and then essentially... They were kind of at a crossroads with the whole UK avenue, and they decided. Well, it was it was Alistair Kirkwood said we need to bring a regular season game over, and the story is that the NFL said to them, "You can bring a regular season game over if you get this many viewers for the Super Bowl." They give them a, a million dollar budget to promote the hell out of the Super Bowl coverage, and it only just got past the threshold, and then the next. You know, 18 months later, Giants, uh, Giants against the Dolphins, and the rest is history. Isn't Do you think it? Eli Manning, by the way, beating Jason Taylor on the edge for one of only what four rushing touchdowns in his entire career? Yeah. It was a weird game. <laughs> I think it finished. I remember that. Do you think it can just keep going up, up, and up? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're at the point now. I was chatting to a couple of guys at NFL about this earlier, but so they used to announce the games kind of October time for the for the next year. I mean, we haven't got an announcement yet for next year's games, and there's so much confidence that it's not an issue because the seller season tickets out, the ticketing's so strong, and that's because the fan base has grown. And I mean, you were asking about subscribers for us. I mean, we're just seeing annual are growth. Really, are people really Jags fans, though? I, yeah. Genuinely, yeah, genuinely. Yeah. You see, you see people wearing their gear around. London and yeah, so they actually are getting some Jags fans. They were, they, were, they were like an underdog mentality, and then they came and they won three games in a row, and they were good games as well. The comeback against Buffalo, there was that game. There was oh, who else did they beat over that stretch? There was a really good stretch of two or three games where they were good in London. There was a point in time where they won back to back games in London and lost seven straight at home, and they had a better home record in London over a twelve month period than they did in Jacksonville. Yeah. I think, so, a, I think another key thing with how big it's going to get is the new Spurs, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is NFL-specific, oh. is incredible. It's the second-best NFL stadium there is behind Dallas. I got to go. I want to go. It's Bad. Honestly, Ross, you should it's, come over it's next year. amazing. It's such a great stadium. You've got to go. I, I want to go. Well, if you can get out there, we'll get you on the CoComs on TalkSport. I can't guarantee they're going to pay. Actually, the, the food, the food the at that stadium is, is outstanding as well. And really great food. It is good food. And really also, food. you were struggling for an American to do the core comms, weren't you, last year? For one of the games. All yeah. right, all right. Ask me, ask me whatever. You, get, you guys get one question. I've been on for 20 minutes. You haven't asked me <laughs> one question yet. I've just been dominating the conversation. You get one question. If you could only get one question, Matthew Sherry, what would it be? And we've got... Bear in mind, we've got to do a live show in six minutes' time, so it can be a great question, but it has to be wrapped up in four minutes. Uh, I'm a Patriots fan, so tell us about working with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. That's not a question. Okay, that is a question. Tell us. No, it's a statement, but that's all right. Um, it would have been, you could have done it in your voice, like, can you tell us about, <laughs> it doesn't matter, I know what you meant, dude. Um, I'll give you the short version. Belichick is the best coach Strategically, I was ever around. 
but also like a hundred percent negative reinforcement. Like they don't tell you when you do something well, but the first five, the first thing you do at the morning at 8 a.m. in the meeting is they go over the five worst plays from the day before. And like your whole goal is to not be on the low light tape. Like that's your goal. You don't want to be on the low light tape. Um, but he was also very specific when it came to who they wanted to stop that game and what the key was. Way more specific than the other coach I had. Brady's the most uh, self-motivated, determined individual I've ever been around. Uh, he was a total psycho when it came to anything. Like, he wanted my snap to him when I was in practice center to be perfect, and he would get mad if it wasn't. Like, it, when when the center snaps a ball to the quarterback's top hand, it makes a sound like a clap, right? Like, he, he, he didn't want that. Like, he wanted it to smack. Like, he wanted like, like he wanted that real smack every time because in his psycho mind, that makes him just a little bit faster back from center, a little bit more time to see the defense, a little bit more time to get back and throw the ball. I mean, he's just – I tell everybody that story because no matter what you're doing in life, like you can – I think Kobe Bryant was the same way. Like you can always do it a little bit better, Yeah, a little bit better. And that's how, that's how he looks at it. I mean, in the offseason, we would do like quick feet drills, like a ladder, and – he was terrible, and we would laugh, and he would, like, get pissed off and do it again. <laughs> he already won three Super Bowls. We're like, dude, we're just kidding. Like, you're Tom Brady, dude. No. He was like, I'm doing it again. <laughs> All right, dude. Nobody really cares, but go for it. Bottom line is, Tom Brady's the kind of guy that would get Giselle a story from myfrontpagestory.com. Uh, I, think if I, I think if I had to summarize it, that would be my summary. One. You guys are awesome. Everybody in the UK is awesome. I love that you guys love football. Make sure you listen to the Ross Tucker football podcast, or if you're just in to betting, the Even Money Sports Betting Podcast. I'll just tell you now, I like the Niners. I like the over. Go Bills. Uh, Ross Tucker joining us on Radio Row. Right, that wraps us up for today. Just a nice little pod, a few interviews. I mean, a future Hall of Famer and a couple of, of other great chats as well, so... I mean, not a bad one by any stretch of the imagination. No, it was. But it just shows, keeps ramping up. It shows how high the bar is. I think um, people would like to know that there was some food actually did turn up in the end on Radio Row, but it was it was beige. It was some pretzel mini bites. pretzel bites with the most orange. No, it was yellow cheese sauce. You know the kind of cheese nacho sauce that you get at a cinema. It was that uh, and some crisps. That was it. That was literally it. Flavourless crisps. Uh, so, coming up tomorrow, loads of great interviews, and I'm not sure which ones are going to be on the podcast yet, so I probably shouldn't tease it quite yet. And then we'll start breaking down the game later on in the week. 100%. Um, yeah, I think that starts from the Friday morning show. Yeah, I think, I think we'd Friday, go on Friday morning, morning and Sunday morning. Yeah, fine. I think other years we have started to break down the game way too early. It's great to hear from guests about it. Yeah, but, if but we then we're just sick of it, aren't we? By the end, so if I we mean, I'm not going to get sick of the game. Talking about that, ge- this game this week. Yeah, but we'll be sick of you <laughs> talking about <laughs> it. I mean, uh, what, what the listeners should be aware of is I'm currently sat between Will and Ollie. Who, to be fair, your professionalism shining through because I mean it's hated now, isn't it, between you two after yeah. the championship game? 
I mean, I think that our relationship has never been worse. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean it, buddy. I Why are you being much. like I thought it actually got stronger during that game. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. So do I. Forget Sherry trying to drive a wedge between us. Yeah, what is this? The media party. This, this is fake disgusting. narrative. This is disgusting. You come over to the States. You start peddling this nonsense. Yeah. We ought to shut it down. Right, so... Don't forget that we have got the competition running with GoPro. Uh, do get a, check it out at curries.co.uk forward slash Super Bowl if you do buy an action camera uh, before the day after the Super Bowl, so over the next six, seven days. Then you can be entered for the chance to win a seven-day break here in Miami. And once more, that code with our guys at, uh, at Betfred is Betfred40. A £10 bet. On the Super Bowl this weekend can get you up to £40 in free bets. Uh, thank you for listening to the Gridiron Show. Plenty more coming throughout the week. Keep an eye out on the social at UK Gridiron on Instagram, at Gridiron on Twitter. Lots of great videos going up. Uh, Matt Sherry is on absolute fire. And oh, I don't know why I'm complimenting him after he's tried to drive a wedge between us. This is very devastating. That's a fantastic point. What, uh, I did beat him in a race. Ollie? Yes, Ollie did beat him in a race. Yeah, he did. I thought, both by naked eye and from watching the video, that Sherry had it. But it's been proven it was you by a toe. We should probably upload it. By a toe. Uh, I think we should do maybe a trilogy. I mean, I'll, I'll annihilate you at the kicking, as we've seen. Yeah, you beat me at the kicking. That's fair. But I've dropped kicked through. So, yeah, you know, true. that's 1-1. One, one. Then I beat you in the race. And I had a terrible start. So... So the trilogy's already over and I've lost. Yeah. <laughs> That's the decision. That I was saying made. a trilogy of runs, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been The Gridiron Show. Brought to you by Curry PC World <laughs> and GoPro. Hello, you're listening to the Horse Ramble Daily, where we'll be covering all of your horse needs. And there's more. Every day during the Cheltenham Festival, Betway are giving you the chance to win £50,000 in the free-to-play or to win game. Head to betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Full terms apply. 18 plus only. BeGambleAware.org.